0: This is Living Your Big Bold Life Podcast, and I am your host, Bette Lucas. I am a mom of six crazy kids. I work as a VP in a fast-paced industry, and I've been on a health journey. But what does living your big, bold life even mean? Living boldly is having the courage to finally listen and do what your heart has been trying to tell you all along. Maybe it's to take back your health. Write the book, go for the job, run the race. And I'm here to help you listen to that voice and to remind you to be you boldly. The world needs you. Hello, welcome to Living Your Big Bold Life Podcast. I am your host, Bet Lucas. You guys, I've been a little bit MIA lately. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook or even listen to the podcast, I've been a little bit quiet and I realized quiet isn't always in terms of volume because I struggle in the volume department, okay? (laughs) I was always that kid in school that got in trouble because I was talking too loud or too much. In Catholic school, they called that self control. They didn't have like a talking too much or talking too loud section. And I was always curious, you know, I was like, Mom, why the heck do I get a minus or a check minus in this self control department? And every time it was like, Well, well, bet you just sometimes have a volume problem. And I guess some things never change, like the Frozen song, okay? (laughs) Or when I call you, if you're a friend of mine and we chat on the phone, you know I know that you are secretly turning down the volume as you see my name come across your iPhone. I know. I know. I've accepted it. (laughs) Anyways, thank you for being here today. I just... I am so grateful to have this opportunity to connect with each one of you, to learn from you, walk with you. And today's episode is a bold bite episode. And that means it's a little bit quicker than normal. And I hope you see it as kind of a powerful, bold punch of information that can help you on your journey. Today's bold bite episode is about mealless days, not meatless days with a T meal days. That means you are fasting all day. You are not consuming any food that day. And you're not consuming any beverages with flavor or sweeteners or calories. You're not even having a bulletproof coffee or MCT oil. You are fully removing those things from your day. And let me be clear here a mealist day may not be for you. You need to know where you are on your fasting journey, your health journey, and to be honest, I am here oftentimes coming to you with information, but you are the owner of your body and your health journey. And as you know, I'm not a medical professional. I am someone who comes to you as a friend, hoping that maybe some of these things I share from time to time help you on your journey like they've helped me on mine. So yesterday I did my first mealless day in a long time. It's been a few weeks and I think I was just really ready for it. I wanted to do one uh, just a few weeks ago, but I can't remember why. I think it was that someone, oh, I wanted to do one a few weeks ago, but we ended up kind of last minute going out to a special dinner. And it's not that you can't fast through a special dinner but i just knew in my gut and in my heart that this was a time to not refrain. so i had fasted all day until dinner. but i haven't done a mealless day in a while and i was really ready for it. and i want to share with you what i did on sunday that i think helped me. i want to share with you what my day actually looked like and i want to also share with you what today, which is a tuesday, looked like as well. first and foremost, I do think if you are going to fast, not drinking alcohol the night before or the days before is very helpful. Experts and people just like me will tell you on this podcast, alcohol makes many things on your health journey more difficult. That's no secret. But what many don't realize is that alcohol also makes it difficult the following days after. But what many don't always highlight, or it's not overly clear, is how alcohol affects you not just the day, the night, and the morning after you've been drinking, but how it can affect your journey the days after. Not just the day after, but days. So this weekend, I didn't have any alcohol, both Saturday and Sunday. Which doesn't sound like a big deal, but I'm highlighting that I believe that helped me go into my Mealist Monday much more prepared. And I feel like I struggled a lot less throughout that day. And on Sunday, I didn't have this crazy amount of food or anything, but I did have a protein forward dinner. And I do think that having a protein forward, well-rounded dinner does help you also Go into your fast with the right nutrients to prepare you for that time, right? If I would have just, you know, gobbled down a bunch of junk Sunday night, it may have made my fast a little bit more difficult on Monday. That being said, it doesn't mean you can't fast the day after having junk food. It's just something to acknowledge. Also, note that I didn't take the approach on Sunday that I need to overeat to compensate for a mealless Monday. I think when you're fasting, you're always trying to kind of figure out how to listen to your body. And one of the things when you're newer to fasting, I find, is that people think that they need to eat in preparation for the fast. And I would say you can eat in preparation for the fast, but that doesn't mean overindulging. That doesn't mean Hoarding the food, thinking I've got to eat all of this because I'm going into hibernation for winter, right? Like the squirrels do, okay? We don't need to hoard all the nuts and the berries, okay? But I do think the fact that, again, no alcohol Saturday, Sunday, well rounded, protein forward dinner, those things really helped me be successful on my mealist Monday. Ironically, I will tell you that I didn't get great sleep Sunday night. I made the mistake at lunchtime to have two cups of coffee, which is very unusual for me. Caffeine does affect me. And that night, I literally laid awake like a buzzed little bee until like midnight. I was so mad at myself. And I was really worried that that would affect my fasting on Monday. And you know what? It didn't. I did just fine. So I woke up at my normal time on Monday. I did not go work out that day. I will work out fasted, but I didn't that morning. So I woke up, helped the kids get ready for school, helped them with their breakfast and their hair, and then started my day. I started my day with some black coffee, and then as the day went on, if I was craving coffee, I switched to decaf. In addition, I did treat myself around 2 o'clock to a decaf Americano, and I find that really breaks up my day and is helpful. Other things that I drink are hot water is one of my favorites, green tea, another great one you can have when you're fasting, and then mineral water. Mineral water is a great way to access some of those minerals and hydrate you, but also because of the bubbly nature of it, I find it can be extra appealing and also adds to kind of your arsenal of liquids that you can implement on your fast. Other people have other tools, what they like to do on a mealist day. But many of them, if you will ask, will say the key for them is keeping busy. Luckily, Mondays for me, at home and at work, are some of our busiest days. So I purposely like to do a mealist day on Mondays because of that. I also do find that it is just such a nice reset after a weekend. Even though I didn't have this crazy, party-filled, junk-filled weekend, it still is this really nice reset and kind of a start to my week, really started my week, I feel like, on the right foot. But I want to clarify that I don't always do one every Monday. I do talk about them a lot because I think they're a great tool but I take breaks just like I think you might want to too. Or you might be that person that does it every Monday religiously, and that's great. Figure out the fasting shoe that fits you best. Everyone is different. And you are going to be different from time to time. There are different seasons in our lives. We can't always be so black and white on everything on our health journey. And I realize that may frustrate you about me because I tend to be a little bit more gray, but I feel like that is the reality of our life. And no one knows your journey better than you. And no one knows my journey better than me. So I would recommend if you're going to do a mealless day, Pick a day that you are likely the most busy, that you have the most going on, or schedule things you want to get done that day because the busier you are, the easier it will be. The other option is you can get some flavorless electrolytes. And for some of you, having some flavorless electrolytes, you know, LMNT has some, there's other brands, having some of those electrolytes can also be in your kind of liquid arsenal, right? And yesterday, I did not feel like I needed those electrolytes at all. And a lot of times I don't feel like I need them. But there are some times I feel like, oh, that would be nice, especially if I feel like I need a little perk up. And too often we think that. When we're feeling kind of sluggish, that is because we are tired or not hydrated. And sometimes it's actually that we just need some additional electrolytes in our diet. I mean, have you ever noticed when you've had a really bad headache, And if you've ever tried using electrolytes, that sometimes that was all it was. You just needed some salt or magnesium or potassium in your diet. It's pretty amazing to have that powerful tool in our tool belt. And many of you know that I love the power of magnesium. I actually take some before bed. It's very calming. When you take an Epsom salt bath, right? Read what an Epsom salt bath is magnesium. Some of you like to take that natural calm before bed. It is not fasting approved, like clean fasting approved. You can't have it in your fasting window. However, if you are having it when your eating window is open, I find that a lot of people really find it to be beneficial for their anxiety, their sleep. And for many of us, magnesium helps us to be more regular And I struggle with that at times, but magnesium seems to solve that. And I'm so grateful that I found that tool versus using a laxative or a fiber gummy or some other method. Really, for me, magnesium before bed has really solved my regularity. And I'm ever so grateful to have found that tool for my tool belt. As the day went on, I did have moments of hunger. I did have waves of wanting to eat. For me, the most challenging time is not lunch, it's dinner. Let me tell you a little bit how that looked. It was Emmy Lou's birthday yesterday. She turned 12. She's my oldest. As the evening approached, we were having her favorite meal, which was spaghetti with meat sauce, garlic bread, and a Caesar salad. And that is her like favorite thing in the world. As we were serving up the kids for dinner and having dinner, I had a decaf cup of coffee and then I had some green tea. And even though I wanted to eat that yummy, yummy dinner, I will say that having those beverages, having the ability to talk with the kids, we were discussing things we were going to give up for Lent and kind of people that we wanted to keep on our prayer list during that time. So it was a really great time for conversation. We also asked our au pair, Sally, about how they celebrate birthdays in Argentina And she shared all those details with us. It was really great. And her birthday is coming up. So we wanted to learn more so that she could feel celebrated and embraced. Then after dinner, Bo had basketball practice. So I went and dropped her off at practice. Even though she loves for me to stay the whole time, I went and ran two errands, so keeping busy, and then I went back to pick her up. By the time we got home, it was kind of that time to get ready for bed. And at that time, I usually have some hot water, something that is calming and tells my body that it is time for bed. And then often after I finish that, I'll go brush my teeth, floss my teeth. Sometimes I'll still go and get more hot water. I just kind of play it by ear. Sometimes when you're fasting, you can get a little chilly and sometimes it does affect your sleep a little bit. I find you have more energy. So it kind of, you know how I was explaining that the day prior, I was more buzzed because I had had those two cups of coffee around lunchtime. This time I kind of had that fasting buzz. But once I fell asleep, I slept great. I just didn't fall asleep as like quickly as I always do. I'm also out of my magnesium and I'm waiting on my shipment to arrive. So that also typically helps me kind of calm down and fall asleep quicker. Other things that have helped me in the past are using a sleep mask and then wearing kind of more layers to bed or just wearing like warm pants to bed really helps me and wearing socks because I tend to run cold anyways and I find that helps me sleep better. So I went off to sleep. And I woke up this morning, and guess what? I woke up feeling great, energized, and not really overly hungry. And that is the amazing epiphany that we all have when we do a longer fast. We always think that the hardest time is going to be later in the fast, when really some of the hardest times can actually be earlier in the fast, like around lunchtime or dinnertime. But this morning, I did not have this strong urge to need to go eat. In fact, sometimes I get a little wave of hunger kind of mid-morning, but right now I still don't know what my exact plan is for breaking my fast, which you could say is a mistake. I have been fasting for so long, I'm okay with it. But I would say if you're newer to it, you want to be prepared for what you're going to break your fast with. And remember, that can be a protein forward meal with some good healthy fats, maybe some high nutrient dense vegetables. I am not anti-fruit. You could have that. You know, I love some dark chocolate. Maybe that's in my day. And if you want the dark chocolate that I love, I posted about it in my motivate group. The link to join my private health group is in the show notes. Come join us. So I know this is a really quick episode on a mealist day. And actually, many of you are definitely probably better at it than I am. But so many of you have been asking what my actual day looks like that I wanted to like share it in a very live moment with you and what the reality of this looked like. I have many other episodes where we talk about A Mealist Monday, and I'll make sure and link a few of those in the show notes. But if you've wanted to try A Mealist Day, hopefully some of these tools might be able to help you on your journey. I sure know they've helped me. I'm also going to do another Bold Bite episode this week, you guys, on some of the things that bring me bold peace during a time of uncertainty and how I use fasting to discern and pray during times of uncertainty. As many of you know, this Big Bold Life podcast, we talk about bold topics, bold health, bold fasting, bold faith. We tackle it all. So thank you for being here and thank you for letting me be a little bit more in the quiet lately because I've had some discerning to do, reflecting to do, and I feel like my heart is preparing for Lent. And if those of you that participate in the Lenten season, I think you will know what I mean. I also think that there has been so much going on in the world that I needed to kind of hone in, get in the quiet, and reflect more. And I know that has meant a little less programming for Big Bold Life podcast. But I think that's important for us all, that there are going to be times where the world is very loud, kind of like how I am, loud. And there are times when we need to find the quiet and the peace. And that is why I love the tool of fasting. It helps me do that. It helps me think it helps remove distraction, it helps me discern, and it helps me find the peace and find the quiet. So whether you apply it on your health journey, your faith journey, or your just overall life journey, I think you will find the same. If you're interested to learn more, check out my other Bold Bite episode coming out later this week on how we implement fasting during the Lenten season. Hey guys, before you go, I wanted to share with you that I ended my 40-hour fast and I wanted to tell you what I opened my eating window with. I had some leftover steak from last night's dinner. I had some pork rind chips and a slice of, or would you call it a sheet of the dried like seaweed, which don't they call it sushi nori? And I find it's like salty and kind of has an interesting texture. I know many of you would be grossed out by it, so I'm sorry. I had a string cheese, and then I had a bowl of Greek yogurt that had some raspberries, a healthy amount of dried coconut chips, and two pretty healthy chunks of dark chocolate. And I just had my coffee and I put a couple scoops of collagen powder. And you know what, guys? I'm satisfied. It tasted great. And as you can see, a lot of those items are fairly nutrient dense. I then followed it by taking my vitamins. And I take a prenatal still. Yes, I know. I'm not pregnant, but I like it. Vitamin D and some fish oil. And then I will take magnesium tonight, as you all know. Hopefully you find this helpful. And hopefully you're not too grossed out by my food choices. (laughs) See you next time, you guys. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to write a review and push that subscribe button. I also hope you will come hang out with me on Instagram, Facebook, and my new website, betlucas.com. And remember, friends, be you boldly. The world needs you.